Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason in Phoenix, and then we'll make way for the uh, lovely and talented Ross Tucker. Hi, Jason. Yeah, it was a little too. It was a little too much. He overdid it. He needed to be a little more subtle. And then that's it. Then he's gone. Tyler hung up on him. Dang. Yeah. No, no. You can't try to do that to Tyler. That was fake. Yes, Paul. We've had people asleep when we Yes, we phone. have. We know what it sounds like. Now, he had been Many on... Many people asleep. He had been on hold for for uh, over an hour. Dang, and then he got on there to yes. do that. He did that <laughs> bit. Be- because he was on hold for so long, he was like, you know what? I'm going to act like I'm sleeping as a statement on how long I've been on hold. He's Ross Tucker, Westwood Dang. One, CBS Sports NFL college football analyst, former NFL offensive lineman. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code PATRICK. And uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code PATRICK, the crown is yours. And we make way for Ross Tucker, who joins us on the program. What are the odds that Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Pete Carroll are not coaching in the NFL next season? Very good. At this point, it seems unlikely. I mean, a lot of people are pointing towards Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, ending up in Washington. And then there's only one spot left in Seattle Some people still think that'll be Dan Quinn. Obviously, the Ravens defensive coordinator is a young star and Mike McDonald. I don't know if I envision Vrabel going up there. It's such an interesting dynamic, Dan, that I think you'll appreciate, right? A lot of these teams already have their general manager in place. Well, if you're Adam Peters and you're the new GM in Washington, and you know that there was some conflict between Vrabel and Rand Carthon. Do you want to bring Vrabel to Washington? I mean, Peters and Rand Carthon, Dan, were together out in San Francisco for years. John Schneider, he just finally got control, right? Pete Carroll, remember, Pete Carroll had final say over the roster in Seattle. John Schneider finally has total control. 
Does he want to bring in somebody like Vrabes, who very likely wants that power? I mean, that, that's where we're at now, where some of these more high-profile guys are basically losing these power struggles, and that's why it took so long for Harbaugh and the Chargers. Harbaugh was not giving in until he got the structure he wanted, and the Chargers gave it to him. Okay, why is Bill Belichick not getting interviewed by any other teams, and why did he not get the Falcons job? So let's start with the Falcons job. He didn't get the Falcons job because he wanted what he wanted. I think he probably, look, there's two ways to look at it. Either he overplayed his hand or he's not going to coach unless he gets what he wants. But by all accounts, he wanted to report directly to the owner. The Falcons have a structure in place where they have a team president in Rich McKay. You know, Rich McKay doesn't want to lose his power or lose his job or whatever. And so I think that was an issue for people. They, You know, you have a GM in Terry Fontenot. He knows he's as good as gone, basically, (laughs) if Belichick gets the job. So I think that's tough for an owner like Arthur Blank. If the two guys that you're around all the time, the GM Fontenot, the president McKay, are saying – you don't want Belichick. You know, he's old, and look what he's done the last few years. You don't want the guy. Everybody in the NFL, Dan, never forget this. I know you know this. I'm saying this for the audience. Everybody's out for themselves. Everybody's looking out for their own personal best interest, and so a lot of times that's how you're able to connect the dots. Fontenot, McKay, they didn't want Belichick, I'm quite sure. Yeah, but there's a report that Arthur Blank did want Bill Belichick. Is the feeling or the sense that others talked him out of that for the reasons, or at least some of the reasons you're saying? Well, I think he desperately wanted Bill Belichick to be the head coach. I think Bill Belichick, that's got to be hard. I mean, in fairness to Bill, 20 years where you're calling all the shots and now you're not shopping for any of the groceries, you're just the cook, so to speak. I think Belichick thought, It's just a guess. I have no inside information. But my guess is Belichick thought or heard that Blank wanted him so bad that I think Belichick thought he could be, you know, shopping for the groceries and cooking the meal, and Blank decided no. He could probably cook a better meal than we have for Meat Friday, but that's that's a – we have, I heard about we have that. Stir I'm glad fry. I'm on here to cheer you up. Who's who's? What's the, the decision-making hierarchy here? Because a couple weeks ago – when I filled in for you, they said, what would you like? And I said, brats. Bam, brats. I mean, I, they, they had brats when I requested them, Dan, because I like to put them in my mustard cup as I'm driving back to Pennsylvania after I fill in for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the decision-making power is when you're there, but I asked for brats and I got them. Well, I'm not an owner like David Tepper is. I let my people do their job. That's what I do. And I let Tyler do his job. And so when he said... Uh, we have a chicken stir fry and we have egg rolls. And I said, it's called meat Friday. So would, I, would tacos count for a meat Friday? If there's ground beef in them or yeah. maybe pork in there. Yeah. So the issue is the chicken stir fry. If it was pork stir fry, no, or still, beef stir fry, you'd be okay. You need to have meat. It's, it's, it's called a meat Friday. It's not stir fry. Stir Friday. It's not egg roll <laughs> Friday. You know, Tyler made a mistake. That's all. It's just, but, you know, as an owner, that's what I do. At, uh, 
I just pick them up and I say, hey, dust them off. Hey, we'll have a better Friday next Friday. <laughs> We're talking to Ross Tucker. Ross is going to be on the sidelines for Westwood One, Chiefs and the Ravens here. Give me the non-quarterback who will have the most impact on, on this game, and then we'll do the other game. Uh, that's a good question for the AFC game. The NFC game, I think it's very, very obvious. AFC game, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. Okay. It's hard to imagine the Chiefs winning, in my mind, if he doesn't have a really good game. You know, a lot of people thought this year was the first example, Dan, where he really wasn't quite what he has been. You know, that maybe he's lost a little bit. Yeah. Had a really good game against the Bills last week. Had two touchdowns. Was still a major factor in that game. I think that's kind of the key matchup. Unlike the Bills, the Ravens have two really good off-the-ball linebackers, and they have a safety who actually matches up well with Kelsey. Kyle Hamilton's like 6'4", 215. He's like the prototype to be able to cover a tight end like Kelsey man-to-man. So... If Kelsey has a really good game, I think the Chiefs have a chance. But it's hard for me to picture talking on Monday about the Chiefs winning the game if Kelsey doesn't have a big game. So I'll go Kelsey. All right. What about the Ravens? Oh, both teams. Okay. Um, Non-quarterback for the Ravens. Uh, I'm going to go defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to say Justin Matabike. Ooh. This guy had 13 sacks, and this is a key thing to pe- for people to note that other people won't talk about enough. I don't think Joe Tooney, the all-pro left guard, is going to play for the Chiefs. So now, now they got a backup journeyman Ross Tucker type going up against a guy <laughs> that had 13 sacks in a career. You don't want that. Like you don't you don't want me or someone like me going against Matt Abike one-on-one in obvious passing situations. So Allegretti, he's played before. He's solid. You know, he hopefully won't lose the game. Did you them, ever but... have a defensive lineman who was outright giddy to face you? Um, I don't know if I'd say that, but, oh, so you're going to love this. <laughs> 2002, okay. I get cut by Washington, picked up on waivers by the Cowboys. The guy in front of me gets hurt, so I'm starting at left guard. For whatever reason, Larry Allen has a bad ankle, so they list him as questionable almost every week, Dan. Like, at least the first four weeks. They might have eventually put him on IR, but at least the first three or four weeks, he was questionable, and he was the Cowboys' left guard. I was basically filling in for him. Dan, I have never... Seen defensive players so happy to see me <laughs> in my entire life. Every week when I went out there, they looked at me and they were like, oh, thank God it's this dude and not Larry Allen. So, yes, they were giddy that they were playing against me and not Larry Allen, that's for sure. Okay, the X Factor for the Niners, X Factor for the Lions will be who? Okay, this is easy. And I didn't even know this to this extent till earlier in the week. It's Debo Samuel. So I do a betting podcast, part of the DraftKings Network. It's called the Even Money Betting Podcast. And I found out this week, I never would have guessed this. Debo Samuel is the most valuable non-quarterback skill player in the NFL 
against the spread. Yeah, I had and those I called, numbers. I called my co-host out on it, Dan, and I said, wait, 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 wait. They have Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, McCaffrey, and Debo's that important? I didn't know this. The Niners average two yards more per play when Debo's in the lineup than when he's not. That equates to one and a half to two points against the spread. I've never heard of a quarterback being that valuable, according to the odds makers and the professional betters, as Debo Samuel. You mean one non, and a half non, to two points. non quarterback? Non quarterback. Non quarterback. Yeah. Also, the Niners are twelve and one straight up, and ten and three against the spread when Debo starts and finishes a game. They're one and four straight up, and zero oh and five against the spread when he doesn't. So that adds even more influence to what you're uh, pointing out there. So you got Debo for the Niners. Don't know if he's going to play and how much. And then the Lions X factors. You know, I'm going to say, I'll say uh, Aleem McNeil and Aiden Hutchinson. I think they got to dominate up front. McNeil's the D tackle. Hutchinson's the D end. You know, the Lions corners are not good. Mm -mm. I'm a little surprised Aaron Glenn plays as much man coverage as he does. They're probably going to draft the corner and sign one in free agency because both those guys struggle. They got to stop the run and they need to get pressure. Get Purdy in the obvious passing downs because he's not great. He's much better play action, much better first and second down passer. Third down, obvious passing downs. I think those guys working against, especially the right side of the Niners O line, like Aiden Hutchinson against McKivitz. That is a matchup the Lions can, and let's be honest, they have to win that. Hutchinson has to have a big game going against McKivitz off the right side. Safe travels to Baltimore, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds great. It's a very short drive. I'll likely be wearing my orange jacket on the Chiefs' sideline, trying to steal as much TV time as I can. All right. We'll play the game of uh, fine Ross Tucker on the sidelines there. Ross joining us on behalf of DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, use the promo code PATRICK. New customers can bet just 5 bucks, Get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Thank you, Ross. My pleasure. Thank you, Dan. That's the lovely and talented Ross Tucker from Westwood One. He'll be on the sidelines for the uh, – he's the sideline reporter for the Chiefs and the Ravens. He'll be on the Chiefs' sideline. Uh, Al in Atlanta. Al, you got your head coach. Did you get the coach you thought you were going to get? I got the coach I was hoping to get, Dan. Oh. And by the way, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I am so happy that the Falcons made up for their mistake that they made three years ago in going with name nepotism and getting Arthur the Aardvark Smith and having making me suffer through three seasons of seven and ten, Dan. That was just so painful. They should have given the job to Raheem Morris, nicknamed the team Raheem's Dream Team, and we'd be rolling in the playoffs playing this weekend, I bet. All right. Well, congratulations, Al. So somebody's happy in Atlanta with uh, Raheem Morris. Uh, well thought of coach, the defensive coordinator, and I just want to know what they're going to do at quarterback because Desmond Ritter certainly wasn't the answer here. Can you get Justin Fields? What would he cost you to bring him in? I would do that in a second. He's from there. I'd bring him, I'd bring him in. Let's go. Let's create a unique offense there. Kyle in Iowa. Kiowa. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good, sir. Six foot, 200 pounds. 
Hey, I am a lifelong Vikings fan, and I just am curious what you think. We had Harbaugh in the building two years ago wanting to sign a contract, and we let him walk. And now um, my fear is a couple years from now, we might be hiring a new head coach while the Chargers are in the playoffs competing for a championship. Well, I I like Kevin O'Connell. I think he's really good. And I think Harbaugh, look, you have to turn over everything to Jim. That's the leverage that he had. If you don't give me what I want, then I will go back to Michigan. And Atlanta wasn't willing to do that with Belichick. Chargers were with Jim. The Vikings weren't going to do that with Jim. Kevin O'Connell is a really good coach. Uh, Let's see. Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, well, it sounds like a week Friday out there from me, honestly. Mm. Where's the grill? Mm. Come on. Mm. But mm. I, I, got a, I got a number for you. Some people will say this means the NFL is rigged for Taylor, but others will call it just a good gambling tip. Uh, in the AFC championship game this weekend, uh, it's going to be refereed by Sean Smith. Now, regularly in the playoffs, home teams win 56, 56% of the time. But in Sean Smith games, the home team wins a playoff game 41% of the time, 15% difference. Mm. How about that as a stat of the day? Thank you, Paul. Here's Darius Rucker with the honors. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. There is a website that you can go and follow the trends with officials in games that they call against certain teams on the road at home. Yeah, Paulie? It verifies what that guy just said. I've got a few websites, but this referee, uh, Smith, home teams are 17, 29, and 3 versus a spread in the last three years with him as a head ref, mm. 37%. Mm. They've got it for every ref in the league, every official, just about. <laughs> and I always wonder, if you're the commissioner, and certainly in the NBA, because we know certain officials favor certain teams or don't like certain players or teams. Like, Do you bring them in? Do you have the authority to bring them in because you have your referee union that you'd probably have to go through, but... Do you say, help me understand how this happens? Is it, is it just a coincidence? What, what are you thinking when you go to certain places? Or, uh, you know, if, if it's, uh, who is it, Foster, who doesn't like uh, Chris Paul? <laughs> like, do you, do you say to Scott Foster, hey, what do, you, do you have something against Chris? I don't know if there's been a meeting, but as the commissioner, and we have, you know, gambling is so prevalent now, I don't want anybody to read into something more than what they already read into. I would think you would be just doing, you know, some house cleaning here. Like, help me understand. You don't like it? There's no way a referee can go into a game and something happened before that you don't have some kind of bias, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Just not, it's not possible. Nope, nope, I just call them as I see them. In the NBA, it's different because... You do see everybody, and it's it's five against five. You know, you're not caught in this blender of uh, you know bodies and jerseys and colors. There, I don't know. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com, and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's the final hour on Friday. It's a meet Friday at that without the meat. Come on in and stay a while. Everybody's here, including Fritzy. Flat top griddle stir fry and egg rolls. Who has it better than we do? No. Wait, are you guys excited about stir fry and egg rolls? Oh, that's that's like a rhetorical question. Todd, I know you are because you all love, in. I know you love Chinese food. It's a meat Friday. I don't know. I'm a man. I wanted a man's meal today. I didn't get one. Yes, Mark. Listen, like Fred Flintstone, like one of yeah. those. Okay. Yeah. A Tyrannosaurus burger is what I wanted. Mm, that sounds good. Yes, Paul. <laughs> the I-team's heard some rumblings about next week's menu because you know, there's a lot of going on in the back scene. Do you have that? I do have a. Do you want a preview or do you want to be surprised next week? 
Well, you know, it is spelled with the letters M-E-N, so hopefully it will be reflective of a Something men's, you men's, like. <laughs> men you. Men you. Men you. All right. Uh, French onion soup. How's that sound? It's good. It is? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, macaroni salad. No, nah, it's not good. stuffed peppers. That's not good. We've got bloomin' onions and deviled eggs. No, none of that's good. None of that? Oh, like, sorry, I, I would do the French. No, that's not good either. <laughs> French onion soup, I'll take that. But I'm, Veg, a, I'm a man. Veggie fajitas? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anywho. <laughs> Silence. Are you just looking back? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you know, I take it for granted. I do. I take it for granted. Uh that, you know, sometimes we have great meals. Most of the time we have great meals on Friday. And, you yeah. were sounding a little, no, it's not exactly falling off the bone-ish. <laughs> oh, what a reference. <laughs> Deep cut. Okay. That was, that was McLovin. We had a meat Friday. <laughs> it was a moment that lives in infamy. If I if I could oh my God. if I could just have the video of of your face in slow motion when those words were uttered and the just turn and look. <laughs> Nobody loved their food more than McLovin, and we had a big rack of ribs. And I mean, it was great. It's Friday. It's a, I mean, you know, you get lunch. You're done for the day, and you know. The, the in-house chef worked for 24 hours. And McLovin goes, mm, you know, the meat really didn't fall off the bone. And I went, oh, my God, I've created a monster here. I wanted to stop Meat Fridays right then. You know, the meat didn't fall off the bone. Oh, spoiled, spoiled. Okay, well, now let's appreciate what we have today. I am. Um, I, I am. Come on, let's rally. I am. Stir fry. All right. Tyler works very hard at the menu. He is very proud. Come on. Let's change it up a little. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Joe Flacco's going to join <laughs> us coming up. Now I'm excited. Yeah. But Mike Florio joins us now, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. And uh, his mob novel, set in 1973, entitled "On Our Way Home," available uh, on an ebook for 3.99 on Amazon. All proceeds go to Mike's local animal shelter. Mike, great to have you back. I know you're busy, certainly with uh, what's going on with the playoffs and the last remaining seats for coaches. What are the odds? It's crazy. What are the odds that Belichick, Vrabel, and Pete Carroll don't have jobs next season? Well, Pete Carroll currently has gotten no sniffs anywhere. I'd heard earlier in the week he was trying to make a push behind the scenes to get the Chargers interested. Too late for that with them hiring Jim Harbaugh. It looks like both Belichick and Vrabel are going to be shut out. Now, I think Vrabel's got a chance in Seattle. A chance. Dan Quinn has been the name we've been hearing for the past couple of weeks. That's a hard sell after giving up 48 points to the Packers in the wild card round at home. That's a tough sell to the fan base to bring... Dan Quinn back now. Vrabel's a little easier to sell. How does Vrabel get along with John Schneider now that John Schneider, the GM, is fully in charge of everything? And that is the bigger problem, I think, with Belichick. Peter King and I talked about this today on PFT Live. How do you put guardrails on Belichick at this point in his life? How do you make him the head coach and say, you're just going to be the head coach. You're not going to run the show. And he says, fine. 
And then he shows up and he starts making those faces and grunts and harumps when the general manager says, here's who I want to draft. What are you going to do then? Are you going to give in to Belichick? And then if you don't, is he just going to put that guy at the bottom of the bench and say, I'm just not going to play him? I didn't want him. So I don't think there's a team that trusts the ability of Belichick to work in a structure where he's not fully in charge because he spent the last two decades fully in charge of the Patriots. How do you go back from that? I think that's why only one team talked to him and no team is going to hire him. Yeah, but if the bottom line is winning, do you does, does it matter how you get there? I mean, if Belichick comes in and helps you and makes you a better team, then what would the holdup be? I agree with you. You find a way to work with a great coach. The problem is you have people who have jobs, who want to keep those jobs, <laughs> who don't want to be marginalized by Bill Belichick working against you. I think the whole Rich McKay dynamic in Atlanta is one of the big reasons why Arthur Blank was talked out of Bill Belichick. I'm told that Arthur Blank went into the hiring process wanting Belichick. But Belichick presumably told Arthur Blank in their initial meeting one-on-one, -on -one, now, we don't know this, but this is just common sense and circumstantial evidence. I don't want Rich McKay having anything to do with football operations. Get him out of here. I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to have to answer to him. I don't want to have to talk to him. I want to run the football team. you got to be willing to let Belichick run the football team. Otherwise, there's going to be people in the building who feel marginalized and irrelevant and you know just dysfunctional with mm. Belichick. That's the problem. Anything short of saying... Here's the keys. Drive the car wherever you want. It's going to be hard to pull off. If you were going to bet where Belichick is, let's say, in the next two years. I think he's going to end up in TV this year. Remember how great he was on the NFL's 100 all-time team with Rich Eisen and Chris Collinsworth? I could see him joining NFL Network, working there for a year, and then see what happens in the 2025 hiring hmm. cycle. Now, downside... He's a year older, and we know that age can be a thing in the NFL. He's going to be deeper into his 70s by next year, but Maybe he needs to show and prove to people that he's kind of humbled himself a little bit. Unless somebody is willing to say, here's the keys, go wherever you want to go with the car. If he has to prove that he's humbled himself, maybe he will a year from now and somebody will say, let's do it. The other reality, too, is owners will have a whole year to think about this idea of pursuing Belichick the next cycle. Instead of just having it fall out of the sky in January, they got a whole year to think about. It. Recap what happened yesterday, the Falcons and the Panthers. Falcons hire Raheem Morris, who first got a head coaching job with the Buccaneers at the age of 32. After three years, they moved on. He's had experience on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive, very highly respected, was actually the interim head coach of the Falcons before they hired Arthur Smith and now comes back as the head coach. That's an interesting hire 15 years after he became a head coach. How much better suited is he to be successful? Very highly respected, and a lot of people think overdue for him to get a second chance. And then in Carolina, you know, a couple of weeks ago, somebody I, I've known for years who's very plugged into these things gave me a list of vacancies and names. Vacancy and name. And for the Panthers, it was who the F knows. And we didn't know what they were going to do. So Dave Canales goes there from Tampa Bay, one year as offensive coordinator with the mandate to fix Bryce Young. The thing that makes that job not attractive is you need the owner to stay the hell out of your business. Don't meddle. Don't tell me what to do. Don't throw drinks on fans. Just enjoy the fact that you've got $20 billion, please, and let the football people do the football work. Yeah, I was wondering about this with Belichick, with the Eagles. He could be waiting 
a year, the Cowboys waiting a year, Buffalo he could be waiting a year, and then maybe swoop in to the rescue. Do you see any of those scenarios, if vacant? Would Jerry Jones actually say to Bill Belichick, come on in? I know when the Patriots were going through the mental gymnastics of what happens if we move on from Bill Belichick, there was a thought in the building that maybe Jerry Jones would do it now. And after the Cowboys were humiliated in the wild card round by the Packers, there was a widespread belief to the point where the Cowboys felt compelled to put out a statement that Mike McCarthy is coming back. How many times have you seen a team that has won 12 games in a season issue a statement three days after the playoff exit that the head coach is coming back? You just don't say anything. The head coach is coming back. So there must have been some thought to moving on from McCarthy. Now, would Belichick and Jones coexist? There's a lot of respect there. Bill Belichick has said plenty of great things about Jerry Jones. But does Jerry Jones want to give up any of the appearance that it's him who's responsible for what happened? But I could see it a year from now. The Giants, I think, I'd put in play as well. That's a team that in the past he's wanted to coach. Would they make a change? Mm. So that, that's, that's the thing. Having a full year to ponder what's next. Is there a team out there that is just one great head coach away from finally getting over the top? That, that, that's, that's his best spot. We're talking to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. It precedes us on Peacock with Chris Sims. I keep hearing this, but there's nothing, no substance attached to it, and that's Andy Reid's future. It just, and you know how this works. It's like, hey, you know, have you heard this? Or, hey, I heard this. Or, and then it starts to grow, and then it's almost to the, it's a report. Well, it's not a report, but it just feels like something's there with Andy Reid, whether it's true or not. I heard a good story a few weeks ago that I can't share. Maybe one of these days. Maybe if I ever do a follow-up to Playmakers, it'll be one of the chapters. But it was enough to make me say, holy crap, it's on the Chiefs' radar that this guy could retire after the 2023 season. It doesn't mean he's going to. It doesn't mean he's thinking about it. But it's on the Chiefs' radar that they better have somebody ready to go if Andy Reid walks away and the only team in the NFL that has Patrick Mahomes is looking for a head coach. Now, what happens when the Chiefs finish their season? Who knows? Does he walk away if they win a Super Bowl? I don't know. Maybe he's more inclined to come back and try to be the first guy to win three in a row. I don't know. And nobody seems to know. I saw a report yesterday that one of the reasons he won't retire is he's got two years left on his contract. Well, that's that's irrelevant. You retire whenever you want to retire. Who cares about your contract? You don't keep working just because, well, I got, I got to honor my contract. I'd really like to retire, but boy, I got to honor that contract. <laughs> when you're done, you're done. So it's one of those, there's no specific reason to suspect it's going to happen. But the thing that I believe the Chiefs are at least planning for, and you could say that's obvious, the guy's 65, but they're at least planning for the possibility that whenever it's done, he tells Clark Hunt, the owner of the team, that he's moving on. Have a great weekend, Mike. Always great to talk to you. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Dan. See you, pal. That's Mike Florio. Pro Football Talk Live co-host and contributes to NBC Football Night in America. A couple of phone calls here. Joe Flacco will join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, Gary in Santa Maria. Hi, Gary. Good morning. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Fritzy is the uh, Ray Finkel of the Dan Patrick Show. Okay. Do you want to explain how he's our Ray Finkel? Well, that segment, that last segment that you guys did, the first five or six that you couldn't get, and then when you guys actually got into it and everything was great, 
he always had to just do that one more. Yeah, he does. He's always got to, he can't just stop. You had us laughing, we were applauding, it was raucous. That We were well on our way to winning a sports Emmy. And then you added one more. I push it like that. Yeah, you do. Uh, Nick in Texas. Hi, hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Hey, yeah, on uh, your Tyler dilemma. Yeah. On your, uh, I think uh, Tyler pulled a uh, Jameis Winston on you. How so? You know, you called for a meet Friday, and he changed the play. Uh, oh, okay. He was told to take a knee? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's funny. I mean, I mean, if that's the case, and he was told to take a knee and decided that he wanted to give it, you know, to somebody to score a touchdown, then I, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not okay with the food today, stir fry and uh, egg roll. Yes, yes, Marvin. Is Tyler out of the running for MVBRG already? No, I'm not going to hold one day, one meet Friday against him. I mean, we're not even at the end of January. There's plenty of reasons to not give it to Tyler. And he'll have plenty of reasons by the end of the year. Uh, Todd in North Carolina. Good morning, Todd. Thanks for holding. What do you have? Hey, Dan. First time in a long time. I was just calling in. A uh, caller a couple of days ago got, got me thinking. I'm actually a three-time member of the Dead Dads Club. Oh, uh, nothing exciting like meth explosions or anything <laughs> like that. You know, just diabetes and cancer. Um, and my mom's passed away, so I guess I'm sort of locked into that number three forever. Wait, so two stepdads and a real dad? That's correct. My, uh, my real dad died when I, when I was in uh, uh, grad school. Uh, my stepdad died uh, when I was in high school, and then my second stepdad died a couple years ago. He was almost 90, so it was just complications of old age and diabetes. Like I said, no explosions. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Uh, so, sorry for your loss. <laughs> my sensitivity level when somebody wants to brag about joining the, the, the three-time Dead Dad's Club. That's impressive. Yeah, Paul. But imagine you're a guy at a pub and you meet a woman. <laughs> she says, hey, you're my past three husbands are dead. What are you doing later? No. Hey, you're not married. Have you ever been married? Right. Yeah. Uh, Tommy died. Uh, Jimmy died. And uh, Walter died. Well, like tragic. natural causes. <laughs> tragic. Right. Can we get some more details, some reports? Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I get a autopsy on that? Can we just be a common law? Because yeah. if I marry you, I'm gone. Yeah, let's not get married here. Yeah. You take a sip of my drink before I take a sip of this drink. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Joe Flacco is set to join us, and uh, more of your phone calls on this wonderful Meat Friday Without Meat. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security. What's up, Holmes? Best home security of 2023-2022-2021. That's according to me, but also U.S. News & World Report, and they're really serious people. We trust Simply Safe for our man cave, comprehensive protection for the whole home. Advanced sensors that not only detect break ins, fires, floods, other threats to your home, and they get you the help that you need. 24 7 monitoring, highly affordable. Well, how affordable, Dan? How about less than a dollar a day? Half the price of traditional home security. Satisfaction guaranteed. Try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund. Keep your home safe. Keep your family safer. And 
a great year, uh, New Year's resolution. As a listener, you can save 20% on your new system with a Fast Protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. Customize your system. Takes just a couple of minutes. Simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To win the Super Bowl, according to DraftKings, Niners, then it's the Ravens, Chiefs, and then the Lions, a distant fourth there. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicle's all electric, the feeling all Mercedes, the choice all yours. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQ. He's Joe Flacco, former uh, Super Bowl MVP. You won a Corvette. 
didn't you? They gave you a Corvette when you won the MVP. They did. They're they're still giving away cars. I'm not sure if they're doing that, but yeah. Where is that Corvette? Man, it's uh, it's in a uh, it's in an old garage, not not on the road. It's not street legal right now. I don't have it registered, but it's in an old garage in the house my brother's living in right now. Wait, wait, it's not legal? It's not street legal? What are we, well, what are it's, we doing? It's, it's, street, it, it's street legal. I just don't have it registered. It's probably, oh. the tires are probably dry rot. It's, it's, it's probably not in the best shape, to be honest with you. Does it say MVP? Anything that... Uh, will yeah, c- you know what? There's like a little thing inside of the car, and, it, and where it has the VIN number, it says Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Right, clear up something. What were you doing before the Browns called you? <laughs> were you doing what you're uh, doing right now sitting on the couch yeah, I, I mean there was a little bit of that <laughs> i guess that's what everybody likes to say but it was like an extended off season um uh with hope that it was an extended off season like with hope that there was going to be a signing at some point but you just don't know if that's the case but were you getting calls or making calls no no neither um, and there was probably there was probably a, a point in the off season where my agent was making calls and hoping to get calls, but uh, but at that you know at a certain point neither of those things were happening. But when Aaron Rodgers goes down, nothing. Yeah, I mean maybe my agent had some conversations, but not 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 anything significant. It wasn't like we were like I said, it wasn't. I, I'm sure he reached out to teams throughout the course of the season, but it wasn't like. Um, you know, I, I feel like when teams want you, they're probably going to reach out to you. Uh, you know, and obviously you want to do a little bit of digging so that you make sure you're giving yourself the best chance. But it's ultimately not not up to you. What's the first thing to go on a quarterback? Oh man, uh, I think quarterback's one of those unique positions. I've, I've talked about it a lot recently because it is so it is so oriented around. Um, processing things quickly and stuff like that, that um, depending on your style of play, obviously um, you can continue to, to kind of get better as, as you age. Um, obviously there's a point in your career where you're the most explosive you're probably going to be and the most athletic you're probably going to be. Um, but the, the bottom line is, is we don't play, you know, we don't play at an age where that really gets too crazy and you know in on on the downside but you're not you know, losing you, arm strength your arm strength is the same I as it's been guy, yeah yeah listen i think there was a there was a point in my career where when i was younger like even coming out in college and coming out of college where you're actively like you know you're proud of the fact that you can throw the ball far but that's not really what makes a quarterback anyway you know even if you can throw the ball 90 yards like the most you throw the ball in a game is 55 yards 50 you know maybe 60 yards on an off chance one game I can't even imagine that I've done that very many times in my career. It's more about being able to control the ball and, and be accurate within that 30-yard, 25, 30-yard range. So I think the guys that honestly – like I think most guys that are at in the NFL level have a have a sense of just naturally being able to be good throwers. And I, I, I think that requires using your whole body to, to, to do that so your arm really doesn't take that – that much of a hit and i think no i I don't think arm strength i mean i think most of the guys that have played pretty long i mean you can look at their arms i mean i think in in some ways they get stronger from the time they're 22 23 years old because because you know as you get close to 30 you get stronger and i think you're able to keep that pretty easily 
Take me back to April of 2012. New York Times article where you said that uh, you were the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to remember exactly. I feel like that was on a radio show in Baltimore or something like that, where it was like, okay, you know, I was directly, I was directly asked the question, you know, and I, it was funny because I, I just, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Uh, like, of course, you know, of course, of course I am, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do like, I, I do that with my kids. Just like, you know, it, it's like, I was talking to somebody up recently. I, I asked my kids all the time, you know, and, who's the best and if you're not going to believe it then nobody's going to believe it and it's all it's not about just saying it that's part of it but it, it's about being in put in situations where you have to overcome things and you start to actually believe it and and you believe it for good reason so I, I was using it in that context like I think it's important that your kids have that belief but it's important to put the put them in situations where they have to overcome difficult things so that they have reason to actually believe it do you think you're better than Brady and Peyton Manning right now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, those guys, uh, come on. Look but at what but right now, done. right now you're a better quarterback than Peyton Manning is. <laughs> Listen. I don't know about Dan, Brady. I, I, I love this conversation, but uh, and, and, and in a private room, it, it would be a fun <laughs> conversation to have, to, have with, to have. I love having the conversation with those guys. Um, I'm not getting goaded into saying anything crazy. The, <laughs> Wait, those guys goat, did you incredible. just say goat? You you, know, you were goat? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. whoa. You just you know, Joe Flacco called himself the uh, goat. <laughs> oh, goaded. Like, goaded in. Okay. I, I could have never imagined. I don't think any of us could have. How long... You were, those guys were going to be in the league. I mean, obviously, especially how long Tom was going to be in the league. And, uh, you know, I felt like there were some games there where I replayed it in playoffs against him. And it was like, okay, he's probably got, you know, another year or two left. But he just <laughs> set the standard. He set the standard in so many different ways. Um, and not that that standard's ever going to be reached by anybody else. You know, it, it, it's very hard to wrap your head around a lot of the things that he did. And, and like I said, especially to be, if there is some off chance that somebody comes and is able to do anything close to the, what he's done, I give him a lot of credit, a, a ton of credit, obviously. But to be the first to do so many different things and to kind of like not really care about what other people think and what's supposed to happen and go out there and continue to do the things he did is just so, so incredible. I mean, I think he is a guy. Like you talk about arm strength and, and staying in shape. I think he's a guy that, like, you look at him and, like, he's in better shape at the end of his career and stronger physically. Like, his arm got somewhere in, in uh, probably five, six years in the league. It almost – I don't know if his arm actually did get stronger, but it looked like it did. Like, he, he just did so many incredible things. We're talking to Joe Flacco. What's your status now? Do you know where you're playing, if you're playing next year? I don't. I don't. I mean, you know that. You know I don't know that. Uh, uh, listen, I, I – um, it's a typical offseason. I'm trying to get myself back into it. And it, it, it's, I feel so fortunate to have been able to play, you know, for two months as opposed to sitting here right now and getting back into the swing of things in the offseason um, and never have, and kind of looking back at this season like, man, I, you know, I guess I'm done. I, nobody gave me a call. Now to have that feeling like, okay, I was able to go out there and play. And I, I, I think I was able to show that I can still play. So now we'll see what happens this offseason. So I'm excited about kind of the next couple months and, and what's going to happen. But would you be satisfied being on a roster as opposed to being being able to compete for 
the, the starting job. Right. Listen, I, I think it's tough to talk about satisfied this and satisfied that. I think, you know, there's party that's never really satisfied no matter what, you know, if, if you're a starter, well then you're not, you're not satisfied with, you know, not winning every single game. And, it, and obviously like the last three years I've been a backup and um, obviously with aspirations to play at some point, and I've been able to play some games uh, here and there, but listen, man, once you've played in this league and once you've played just football in general, like all of us want to play football. Um, so, so, so you're never going to be satisfied with sitting around and, and working hard and not really ever getting an opportunity. So satisfied. Yeah. You're definitely not going to be that. I think you have to find, you have to find ways each day to kind of, to kind of stay focused and get yourself through those time periods, but you're never going to be satisfied with not playing football. And that's, that's not just me. That's everybody in the league. I mean, you look at everybody probably from the outside looks at backup quarterbacks and like, man, that's a pretty good job. You know, you get to make a couple million dollars a year and you get to sit on the bench and watch the guy go. It's not a good job, man. It sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's miserable. You want to be playing. And not only that, like, you get nervous before a game, right? Like, when you play and you're the guy, well, you know you're the guy. And you go out there and you're nervous before the game, but then the, the ball snaps and you go out there and you have fun and you're just in the moment. When you're the backup, you're literally on the sideline every single play, like still dealing with pregame jitter, pregame nerves. You know what I mean? And you, and you just never get rid of them. And then it's it's just not it's not fun. So like obviously not having to do that for most of my career, you get to look at that position in a little bit of a different way. And for those guys to the guys that you you do look at the guys that come in mid game or come in whenever they do. And you got to give them credit. It, it's not as easy of a job as you want to make it out to be. And you're definitely, you definitely, a part of that is the mental part where we all want to be out there playing. Do you think you're better than Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing here? Uh, listen, Deshaun, I, I, the thing about Deshaun is, you know, I, it'll be nice for him to be able to stay healthy, uh, for a full season and, 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 and get that kind of, um, you know, get a solid foundation under his belt and things like that. I think we all, have, you know, we've all been able to see what, what he can do uh, when he's able to be in there for a full 16, 17 games. So. By the way, uh, Joe was named most handsome player in the NFL. Uh, that was Fanatics. Did you, do you remember that? But did you get an award for that? But No, you thank were, God. You were named... You know. The most attractive player in the NFL in January 2017, a survey by Fanatics. Man, I was going to say who? Well, what, what? Who did this? Who? Who voted on this? It was my like my wife. That was it. She was. She was what, the only person. Would she have voted for you as most handsome? Though? I, I. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. She probably wouldn't have. Brady was still playing, and Garoppolo was in there. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> did you get an award from Fanatics for being the most attractive player in the NFL? I didn't. I wish I got some free stuff for my kids or something, you know. <laughs> How important is it that your kids get to see dad play? I don't know if it's important, but man, it is it is special. It's 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 you know, it's a unique situation. I remember I remember like I think Matt Stover was walking out of the locker room after games with like teenage kids. You know, it, it's not it, it's just a unique experience and it you know, it's not something that I had ever thought about doing like you think about when you're a kid, you think about being an NFL quarterback or, 
you know, a, a major league baseball player. Like you can put yourself in those situations and, and think about how cool they would be. But part like having your kids watch you do it, that's not really a part of the dream and, and all that. So even when I started to have children, it wasn't like I was thinking about, oh man, it'd be cool to have these guys watch me play. But now when you're in it and, and you see how into it they are and just they're at that age where like they know everything about, you know, professional sports. It, it, it's really cool. What do you got? Four or five kids? Five. Wow. Yeah. I wow. think my daughter's pretty, my daughter's pretty oblivious to the, to what's going on, you know, <laughs> besides wanting to run up and give me a hug, but you know. But she's aware of Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, she's becoming more and more aware of Taylor Swift. I, you know, it, so she's a Mahomes listen, fan. fan uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I think she she's not quite there either, but she she's getting there. Uh, listen, you can have worse role, worse worse role models. I mean, I think she's done a pretty good job for all the young girls out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, good luck in the off season. Hopefully, you don't stay on the couch the entire time there, Joe. You got it. You got it. Thank you, bud. All right, man. That's uh, Joe Flacco. He's a Super Bowl champ and won the MVP with the Ravens. In fact, uh, defeating Jim Harbaugh's 49ers there. Yeah, Paul. We were discussing this a little bit before the show. His situation is so, from our angle, so odd because a team that wants to bring him in, do they want to bring him in to start? Do they want to bring him to help a younger guy? Like at the Atlanta Falcons, I would think he would be an upgrade with the talent around him. But is it a commitment? Is it a stopgap? Well, it'd be a stopgap. I mean, Joe, I think is 39. But I mean, he would probably love it. Get a year taking over the Falcons with that offense. And mm. But if you're a team like uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, high-end backup, but no, there's no threat. I would think Jacksonville or the Chargers, where you have your franchise quarterback and you have somebody like him there just in case. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, see, like, exactly. That's the thing. It's like a, uh, a franchise quarterback that just needs a little push over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little bit more support of like, I'll be a quality backup for you, but I'm really here to just help you guys. Let's get another ring. In case or you, a ring. In case you're wondering what stir fry looks like coming off the uh, Traegers, uh, you get an opportunity here. Yes, Eden. I just uh, got a tweet here that said, uh, you're very lucky, actually, that um, chicken stir fry goes really well with the uh, wine that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did they spell it W-I-N-E or W-H-I-N-E? It was W-H-I-N-E. Okay, all right. But I just figured that was some kind of like... Yeah, I am whining a little bit. Yes, I am. Yeah. It's my show. It's from Tom, by the way. Tom Mead said that. Tom, jerk. All right, we done? Now we can... We can all act like, boy, this is a great meal. Meat Friday. Tyler the Meat Friday Destroyer. Yes. Yeah. And egg rolls as well. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.